Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast, where the Commander Clash crew discusses Commander-related topics, and today we are going to be talking about stacks in Commander. Um, Stacks is always a controversial issue uh, in Commander. Some people uh, hate it, some people are neutral about it, some people love it. Um, so we want to talk about the role of stacks and commander and the perception of, of stacks and, you know, what its role is and whether or not we should be running more of it or less of it and the nuance behind that. Joining me, as always, for this discussion is site owner Richard. How's it going, Richard? Hey, Tomer. How's it going? Going well, going well. Uh, next up, we got Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive. How's it going, Seth? I'm doing well. How are you, Tomer? Doing well, doing well. And Krim, also known as the Asian Avenger. How's it going, Krim? Uh, it's going all right. I'm a little under the weather, but pretty good. Well, we're going we're gonna to perk you right up with one of your favorite topics, uh, which is Stacks Mount. <laughs> it's not a bad one. It's not a bad one. <laughs> all right. Uh, and before we jump into the discussion on hand, two things we can do to support the channel. One is you can go over to the MTG Goldfish merch store, mtggoldfishmerch.com. You can purchase all the beautiful playmats stapled to Richard's wall. You can purchase deck boxes, deck sleeves, uh, t-shirts, and so much more over at mtggoldfishmerch.com. And the other way you can support this podcast is you can like and subscribe at whatever platform you're listening to this to. So if you're on YouTube, you can like and subscribe there. If you're on Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening to, like and subscribe. It helps helps the podcast grow and continue to do more episodes. All right, now let's jump into the topic at hand, stacks. And the first thing we have to do uh, just to start talking about uh, stacks is we have to define it. So very loose definition here. Uh, the, the definition that we're going to be sticking to is basically any card or any strategy uh, that is focused on resource denial, stopping your opponents from you know uh, accessing as much resources as they want to. Uh, you can stack them in terms of card draw, limiting the amount of cards they can draw. You can stack them in terms of how much mana they can produce on a single turn, either by blowing up some of their lands and artifacts or limiting them in some other sort of way, what colors they can access to. Um, you can access, uh, limit their access to certain cards like your, the, the card in your command zone, for example. There's a lot of different ways of, of stacking, but basically it all boils down to resource denial. You're slowing down your opponent from accessing the resources that they want to have access to. So with that out of the way, now we've we got to talk about uh, stacks in Commander. A lot of people don't like stacks in Commander. Why do you think that is? People like to goldfish in solitaire. Problem solved. <laughs> like right there. Like they, they love popping off and they and they don't want anything to disrupt that. People want to play magic. When you sit down to play a game of Commander, your your idea is to actually like play a game of magic, not to uh sit there while your cards don't do what you wanted them to do, and your opponent like just keeps you from doing anything. So I I think that's why it's just like it makes like complete sense to me that people would dislike it, especially in Commander, where the ethos of the format is it's supposed to be this like casual anything goes, you know, play whatever you like kind of thing. Uh, so it, I think it doubly makes sense that commander players would especially not like stacks. I agree with Seth. I think people just want to play magic and they don't want to be slowed down, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. right? So like you may still be, be able to play your game of magic. Like if there was a permanent Thalia on the board where you just delayed everything, you just wasted everyone's time slightly. 
right? So mm-hmm. people like can still play their stuff, but it's slower and they don't like that. They want to in and out, do what they came to do and then go home. So yeah. I think most people just dislike stacks. And then there's also just the, the terrible feel bads of you doing literally nothing. You know, that, that is possibly the worst thing that could happen to you. You sit down for a game of Commander and you do nothing and you watch people have fun for two hours and you cannot leave because you are not technically <laughs> dead, yeah. right? You can't go grab food or anything. You got to sit there and watch and pretend to be happy about it, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think people are justified in not being happy about stacks when they get stacks, right? And mm-hmm. there, there is a question of maybe you shouldn't let yourself get stacks, which I'm sure we'll talk about <laughs> shortly. So I have a question uh, for folks. It seems like, at least in the community, a lot of people dislike stacks. And I think... I think the the things you touch upon is is right. Like people want to see their deck do their thing. They want to play magic when they sit down to play a game of magic. And that entails, you know, casting their spells and doing what the deck wants to be doing. Um, but I don't see that much hate in terms of say spot removal or or even a board wipe, like a Wrath of God effect. Um people are much more salty of of a stacks piece. Uh, whereas they seem to be less salty about straight up just like, you know, killing your commander, blowing up your, your army and stuff like that. Why do you think there's a distinction there or what is a distinction there? I mean, we've we've talked about this in 60 card formats for a long time that I think it's mostly a psychological thing. Like because you're 100 percent right. Players, uh, if they play their creature and you doom blade it. Most players are fine with that. On the other hand, if they play their creature and you counter it, or if you cast a Thoughtseize and take the creature out of their hand and they never get a chance to cast it, people get way more saltier about that. And I think it's because if you cast your creature, even if it gets wrath, even if it gets destroyed, you feel like you're still executing your game plan. You're kind of like, oh, well, it's a bummer that it didn't really work out, but I'm doing my thing. I'll get him next time. When if you don't even get the opportunity to like have your creature hit the battlefield or even attempt to cast it because you're getting stacks or discarded or countered, that feels a lot worse to a lot of people, I think. I think that's my that's my that, theory that's, it. that's the counterspell theory right like people hate counterspells even though it's just removal i don't know that's just the way it is <laughs> and you have to plan around it like people just dislike the card not existing for a split second on the battlefield <laughs> it's just human psychology i don't know what to say about it it doesn't make any sense right yeah i don't i don't think i should <laughs> yeah okay yeah i'll just i'll just i'll just not say anything on this it's fine <laughs> all right one well, question do you guys actually feel that difference between counterspell and doomblade is it a no. seasoned player versus a new player thing or do you still feel bad that they rip the counterspell on your non-etb creature versus they doomblade mm. it i know crim's immune to this because he and, is the one casting the counterspell yeah, but i'm curious yeah, yeah. if you guys actually get tilted or affected by this in any way in general no although if it does happen it's when all of my stuff's getting countered like if i cast a creature and you counter it slash kill it no difference to me doesn't make any difference but if i'm playing against mono blue curious obsession and you literally just counter everything i play it does start to build up and maybe i would feel the same way but i don't because if i play against control and they just like doomblade all my creatures and wrath my board it doesn't impact me the same way so there are i guess situations where i even find myself falling into that like faulty line of thinking but it's got to be a pretty extreme matchup where i'm getting a lot of my stuff countered for me to start to feel that way 
I guess for me, uh, sometimes I, I, I do think it feels like if, if every single spell I'm getting countered, uh, that it can get a little bit tilting. I don't know. As as a popper player back in the day, I used to thrive in like mono blue control matchups where literally it was a counter war, and that's like why why you play the game like three hour three hour counter wars. But like <laughs> I don't know when you're in commander sometimes. Also, now that I'm much older, it's been a decade. Uh, my patience for like just not being able to do anything when I sit at the table um, is higher. And I guess, I guess with removal, I guess there's more avenues for you to still get around removal and get some effect out of your cards. Like if you play a creature and it gets doombladed, well, if I had an ETB creature, then I still got that trigger. Uh, if if the removal spell was sorcerer speed, then I still got to have it on board. Maybe I got to attack because it had haste. And I also probably have like protection spells. Maybe I have like a way to protect against a removal spell, whereas I don't have as many ways of protecting against the counter magic. So like there could be some things that could be make it more salty, that more unfair. But like I think it's mostly psychological. Like I, I don't think there's a noticeable difference between having a creature that is cast and enters the battlefield and has no effect on the board state whatsoever and it gets removed before it gets any value, whereas you just counter it because the the effect is the same. It's just whether it's stopped on the stack or whether it's stopped on the battlefield. So isn't it better to be stacked uh, then because you keep the card in your hand and it doesn't mm. die as opposed to being countered or doombladed? Wouldn't you rather be stacked? It keeps the creature off the board, but in your hand. Like, why does that feel bad then? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna clear my throat here because I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go off. Do you have anything to add to this Oh, I've got a lot to add to this conversation. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm gonna be very honest with you. So, like, I think that it is all psychological, right? Just recently, uh, not too long ago, multiple uh, people in the community, some of pretty decent sized following have had some issues with board wipes right and they they posted some stuff about it and and they're like wow board wipes you know yada yada and then i was like okay sure maybe this person doesn't like board wipes i don't like ramp i get it okay cool i go into the comment section and that's where i see it pop off i was like yeah you know this is the worst thing ever i was playing this game and somebody just blew up my board state i'm like dude really <laughs> like like how are you upset about that like you're going off like why are you upset about this? Board wipes and counter spells and all these things need to happen because sometimes there's just things like, example, if I Doomblade a Thoracle, doesn't do anything, right? <laughs> like, like if I Doomblade, a, a, like, I don't know, something that a Bane of Progress doesn't do anything, right? So I, there are things where you just need to interact with them on the stack. So basically, when you go into a game of Magic, you should expect that your stuff, you do stuff, you get interacted with. You should get interacted with. I know that people go into games wanting it to like be like, I'm going to go off and do my thing and you're going to do your thing. But I think that a game is is a lot like a like a puzzle, right? As I had mentioned before. And that doesn't mean it's CDH. There's a difference here, right? Like like CDH is like if I were like, yeah, I wanted the puzzle, but I want the puzzle to be like Elden Ring or something like that, right? But but like the thing here is in a you could still have puzzles in a casual level game. And I think that the problem is that a lot of people just don't want their stuff blown up and just want to go off. That if I'm being completely honest, they just want to go off and 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 that's the problem. And I and I think that uh as I'm reading the comments and I lurk on the internet and I read the YouTube comments, more like I'm known as, you know, the the 
I wouldn't say I, I think I think some people I've read some comments and like Crim's not a fun first guy. And and trust me, I'm a fun first guy. And like I'm a fun first guy, but but I think that there is a fine line between fun and just like letting people just win, right? Like if I wanted to just let people win, I just you know, I wouldn't play the game, right? I don't know. I I I, I that's a different a difference in like ideology and philosophies within the gameplay though. And I I know that. But like I just think that magic is better when you can interact, and and like I know people are upset when like people get interacted with on the stack uh, more than they are with Doom Blades. But I think they're essentially the same thing. There's just things that need to die and things that shouldn't hit the board, right? So I don't know. I look at it the same way. They're, they're the same thing. I mean, I agree with Krim to some extent. Like, uh, wraths are definitely necessary. Like, commander would be much worse if wraths didn't exist. Counter spells are necessary. There'd be combos that would be super unbeatable if they didn't exist. So I think that, like, in moderation, all of those things are positive. But I think they can also, like tip over when you sit down and you play against a deck that's just like, okay, I'm gonna opposition agent you so you can't tutor. I'm gonna use counters on everything you cast. I'm gonna play Neveneral in Wrath 10 times and just like no one's, you're not gonna make any progress towards a game of magic. Like, I think that that actively feels bad. So I think there's, it's gotta be like a moderation type thing for me. Like. I, there's very few cards in Commander, even stacks pieces, that I would consider like fully off limits, like just never play them. Uh, I think that your deck probably should have some number of ways to hate on what your opponent's doing, stop what your opponent's doing. But when you go super far and your deck is like a Shadow Mage Infiltrator as your win con and everything else is just like stacksing and countering and killing. I don't even especially enjoy playing against that style of deck, and I'm, like, less casual than some random new commander player, so I can see why, like, someone who's just picking up the format with a pre-con or something would really not enjoy that, <laughs> that kind of matchup. I, I don't even, like, I also think, like, the idea of, like, feels bad, right? Like, I don't know, feels bad is, like, that's kind of, I think that feels bad are, are like, kind of why we have this gray area, Right? Because they're like, like the idea, like when you sit down and you play the game, I, I think that uh, removal and like even if they go heavy on like one end of counterspell and removal, right? Uh, like that, that's that's fine. Like their their weaknesses lie in the fact that they're all one for ones, right? And they're all one for ones, and in a multiplayer game, you will lose the game if you one for one. So like I think they're they're like that's where it balances itself out. So I guess I don't see the issue if like someone does load up on counter spells like it like think about it like like when y'all play with me like i get over like overwhelmed easily because i won for one right and then and like one for ones isn't great in a four-person game so i don't know i i don't think that stacks is just like to tie it all back like i don't even think stacks is really that bad because they rely on these pieces that stay on the board but if you interact with those exact same pieces they also just fold they can't do anything I mean, I, I don't think it's up for debate, right? I think stacks, most people dislike it. For the same reason, like, most people dislike a counterspell versus Doomblade. Like, I, don't, I think that's, like, an actual fact. But I think Krim's point is, like, should it be a feels bad and should we optimize for it, right? Is a game of Commander a cooperative game or a player versus player game? Like, when I play League of Legends... I'm not optimizing for my opponent's fun. I'm smashing them into the ground and enjoying every moment of it. I, I'm not caring like, oh, let me let this guy get a kill because otherwise he feels like he's not playing League of Legends, right? Like I'm not <laughs> right, thinking right, right. like that yeah. at all, right? 
But in Commander, we should we have the slot? Like, should I be like, oh, I need the rest of the pod to pop off and I will pop off harder? Or should I grind them all into the ground and dance on their corpse, right? Because 1v1 magic is like that, right? You know, like people very happily stacks you into the ground 1v1 and be like, you shouldn't play that combo deck. Sucks to be you, right? I outplayed you, right? But when you do that in Commander... I think it's frowned upon, right? Like, so is that correct? Like, is Commander somehow a four-player co-op game? Or is it actually PvP? Right, it sounds... Think, it doesn't sound like, like the way people want Commander to go is that it's PvP. They want it to be like playing Ascension, right? They want it to be like a deck-building game, and you do your thing, and then you just play... Like, at that point, then you just need... Like, Commander should just have some kind of river or some kind of NPC aspect that's PvE, right like like arch enemy yeah yeah yep. we're like yeah there's like a bolas isn't there like yeah yeah there's an arch enemy bolas right and you're like yeah exactly like so like fun. when when i think of like playing games like if there's ever another person it doesn't matter how many if it's a multiplayer it's like i think optimizing for the least amount of feel bads it like it's fine if you like want to like it, 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 if you want to talk power level that's a different thing right like mm. power level is the same as you know like okay well i understand i'm in i'm in bronze rank so why am i going to go play with a bunch of like you know legends right <laughs> like so like like i get that so but but like yeah like i just think that optimizing and worrying about feel bads is kind of weird it's it's the constants why we're in this flux right like we're yeah. in this weird area i i mean i'll go ahead domer well, like I just, I feel like it really depends on the mentality, like what you want to sign up for in terms of like gameplay experience. Because I do feel like casual commander is very much not so much, or at least for me, it's not so much uh, winning as as so much. You're just trying to get an experience out of it, and that's like very vague. But I'm trying to give it more concrete substance by saying like. Uh, I think a lot of people at casual tables, they just they brought a deck that they're excited for. They probably don't have a lot of time or a lot of opportunities to play it like we do. Like we play weekly. I play I play twice a week even. I do stream and Commander Clash. So I, I don't really care if I don't have a, a non-game every once in a while. But I think people who have like, you know, they have one day a week or maybe one day every other week that they get a chance to try out their new commander. They just build it. They're super psyched for it. And they just want to see the deck like do its own thing. And if a stack, if there's like a bunch of stacks uh, at the table and they're not allowed to like even test out their cards, then it might feel unfulfilling uh, to sit down and play with it. And I, I totally get like, I, I, I get that idea in, in uh, casual games. At CDH, I don't think anybody has gone salty about sex ever when I've sat down and played with them nope. because like you're in a competitive mindset. So like even for me, like if you like Winter Orb and you Dranith Magistrate, like I'm expecting these things and I, I view it as a puzzle like Krim usually does. Um, in one v one, absolutely. Like I bring on the stacks. Like I want to see the best decks. I want to see my deck being up against the best decks. That's the whole point. But at, at casual mindset, there's like a flip that kind of switches sometimes for me, where I just want to see like what my cool deck, what I want my deck to do. Um, and but and if I don't get that chance to the do problem, it, right? Yeah. Like like the fact <laughs> that there's this divide. Like okay, well you can't have a casual deck that like you know, is full on, like, that is interactive, essentially. People mm. have that misconception where it's like, well, if you want to solve a puzzle, go play CDH, right? Like, it's like, well, I don't think that's entirely true. 
Because there's like bad I, stacks decks. Like you played Descent into Madness. Like I don't think that's that CDH All Star. It's hilariously yeah. bad. But <laughs> but mean, like I, yeah. I think a lot of our decks have interaction though. Like if you look mm-hmm. at our Commander Clash decks, like there's some RAS and there's some removal. Right, right. It's just like we're not like you know actively usually trying to stacks each other, playing like full blown control. For me, like. <sighs> For me, it's more the co-op thing, honestly. Like, that's how I view Commander, and it's very separate from how I view the rest of Magic. Like, I'm the biggest Blood Moon supporter in the world. I Nothing I love more in a 60-card format than stacking someone. I live for that stuff. But when it comes to Commander, I just, like, I, I can't get behind it. Blood Moon's, like, my favorite card, and I just won't play it in Commander because I do want it to be this collaborative experience where everyone, like, has a good time. That's my number one overall goal is, like, I'm going to get together with my buddies we're gonna hang out for a couple hours you know we're just gonna have like a good like social experience more so than winning or stopping someone necessarily from winning uh so that's kind of how i view it the other thing i want to mention that i think is different is in 1v1 formats if someone goes you know turn one uh mox into soul land into blood moon and i'm like or trunosphere and i'm just like i can't do anything this i just scoop like the game's over but you can't really do that in a four player game like it doesn't it doesn't it's not accepted it's not how commander works it's not like you can just like stacks me and i'm like okay like i'm just i'm done with this i'm gonna go on to the next game in my league or whatever so i think that that's another reason that stacks feels like especially bad because you don't have that easy out of just being like Okay, I'm going to scoop on turn two since you you got me. You got me this time. Let's go on to the next one. Even if you concede, like, there's still three other people at the table. It's not like you can jump into your next game. Now you have to wait until they finish. So, like, even that, like, that even also stigmatizes leaving, too, because why are you even leaving if you can't even join a second game? Like, you might as well stick it out and give the other people more of an, an opportunity to get around the stacks pieces. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I think. Commander is co-op, and I don't know how this idea got in my head, right? But, like, if someone is mana screwed, the correct really spike answer is probably just finish them off when they got nothing going on, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But you don't, right? You leave them alone. Maybe you secret rendezvous them to get them back in the game, and they might kill you later on, right? But there is some empathy there where you're like, let me boost this guy up, and that's, like, co-op. Right. I Whereas the correct answer might be, let me take one though. combat phase to finish him off to get him out of here and end his misery and go on. Right. So there I is that's correct a though element. Or 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 Mulligan. I don't know where it like came it, from though. <laughs> I, just, I, yeah, I don't think it's correct to kill the the player that's down though. Right. You want to make an ally out of that person. The weakest one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Right. Like, I mean, you, you could right, but I think a lot of times you could just all swing in for lethal and remove them, and then you, not you worry could. about the threat. Of them coming back later, which they usually <laughs> that's, win. So evil. that's usually me, right? <laughs> and while you guys deploy all your stuff, I come back later and then win, right? Like there, there is a risk to that, right? But there then is. you feel yeah. bad because he hasn't cast any cards and he's playing like some nine mana ten ten. But you know, twenty turns later, that nine mana ten ten is probably going to kill you, right? So you leave him around. So I don't know, like, and I'm the most. Staxy, I love stacks like in 1v1 formats, and I love Armageddon, but in Commander, for some reason, I find these unacceptable, right? And Except like, for Lattice Luck, you must, yeah. I mean, I, I play them once in a while, I still like them, right? Yeah. But I, I, I recognize I only play in our groups as well, right? And and this, this has something to do with try harding. Like, if I have a stacks deck and I'm going to FNM and I'm playing casually, I will not break it out against any player, right? I, I, I'll only play it against people I know who are there to win, 
Like if it's a casual person, I won't like stacks them out. I won't play my control deck against them, right? I'll play some dirtily deck, right? I'll hold my punches, and maybe that's what commander is. Like we're not tryharding, otherwise we'd be playing CDH. So maybe we shouldn't be bringing the stacks. I, I, I don't know, right? There's just that mentality. I don't know where it came from. I kind of want to. The only the only proponent for for stacks in those sometimes like if if everybody's just trying to pop off and trying to have their fun. What if having fun just means winning the game? Like, what if, what if, like, if your deck is doing the thing, if your deck pops off, it just immediately wins? Let's say, like, you're a storm deck, for example. You don't necessarily have to be a CDH storm deck. Let's say you're just like playing Is Mizzix of this Magnus, which came out in a precon or whatever, and you upgraded it a little bit. And you have all these instant sorceries that are very hard to interact with, and you have counter magic to protect your, your commander, and you just sling a bunch of instant sorceries together. And whenever you get to pop off, you win the game. Um, if you're outside of blue, it's very hard to interact with the instances of sorceries. And it might be difficult to kill the one creature that they're trying their hardest to protect. Is it? Would it be good then to add some stacks elements just to prolong the game a little bit longer so that, you know, they still can pop off if they can, but like... You know, if they just pop off and they just win, isn't that kind of like a reverse tax? You know, it's like you shuffle up, you try to play the game, somebody pops off, immediately wins, and you're like, okay, well, I didn't get to cast any spells because we didn't get to prolong the game and long enough for me to cast them, so we'll shuffle up, we'll do it again. Oh, I didn't get to cast any spells this game too because the guy popped off and won immediately. So maybe stacks can kind of be useful as a, a way to slow it down so people can cast their spells in a weird so way. Uh, so I think, uh, yeah, but I think it depends on the kind of stacks. That's There's a huge range when it comes to stacks cards from really miserable. Like, look at the, the saltiest cards on EDH Rack when you see, like, stasises and winter orbs and static orbs and these, like, no one's doing anything cards. And then there's a lot of cards that I think I would still consider them stacks pieces, they aren't that brutal, but still do a good job of doing what you were just saying, Tomer. Like, for example, against the Storm deck, something like Archon of Amiria or Thalia is really effective. I think those are, like, very legitimate cards that people should probably be playing more of. Or, like, if I'm playing my Panharmonicon deck and you have a Hushbringer that shuts down ETB triggers, like, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. So there's some level of stacks, or if you even consider those stacks pieces, but some level of interaction that I'm fine with. Like, even Opposition Agent, I know we meme on it a lot, but Opposition Agent is a card that I'm perfectly fine with people playing because it hates on something. So I think for me, it's the stacks pieces that keep people from doing anything that I especially find problematic. Like, no one's doing anything. If you're hating on the graveyard, or you're hating on ETB triggers, or you're hating on casting multiple spells in a turn, for me, all of that is fair game. And I think even, like, you were saying healthy for the format, at least in some matchups. Like, because it wouldn't be fun if everyone was just storming off on turn three every game like that's just as miserable as no one doing anything because you're like you're doing nothing in a different way but it's the the end result is actually very similar so would you consider rest in peace a stacks piece <sighs> i mean i don't lose, right <laughs> where where is the line where i don't know where the line no, is when i think of red. stacks like the first thing that comes into my head is like Trinisphere's and Chalice of the Boids and Stasis's and Blood Moons. Things that are like, but, you can't cast spells, you don't have mana. Is Rip a stacks piece? Maybe. But I would argue that Rip is fair game. Like, I, I as far as Commander. Like, it, 
I don't know. Am I off base there? Am I, am I too spiky if I'm jamming a rip against a random table because someone might be a reanimator deck? Well, I think Leyline and Rip, or Leyline of the I Void, think rip sorry. Is uh, are, 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 is like, and Leyline of the Void is more of a stacks piece too, right? Like, so I would say those are stacks pieces. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't just shut down your graveyard, but it also shuts down sacrifice. Pricing, triggers. dying. So any death yeah. triggers, if you're, if you're like, uh, any, any deck that cares about death triggers, sacrifice triggers, or well, sacrifice still works. Death triggers is not. So like, yeah. your solemn, if sure. your solemn dies, well, it's not dying. It's getting exiled. So you don't get to draw that card. I believe if I'm understanding the word Correct. correctly. Yeah. yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it does not. The replacement effect goes into effect and it does not yeah. die. So it gets so it exiled. it does stop you from playing like as, the game. Right. So it, it effectively stops a deck that relies on dying. Like, let's say, not Glenolendra, but uh, the, the Black White Vampire. Like a Blood Artist right? deck or sure, something. Sure, Blood yeah. Artist, whatever, any of those. So, like, those cards are stacks pieces then, right? So I think Rip gets a pass because ba- basically graveyard right decks are so powerful and broken that when you play this hate against them, people are okay with it. But when you play like an anti-spell card, right, like a Thalia, and it's affecting rampant growth, you get really pissed, right? You're like, you know, I'm Why? just rampant growthing, right? And but I actually rampant- hard to disagree with Seth. I think if you started with the rule of law emblem, one, one spell per turn, or a Thalia, every spell costs one more at the beginning of every commander game, like most players would just quit. Like I, I think that innocuous stacks is actually still very... Um, annoying right and a part of it is like if you play a 1v1 game your deck is like 50 percent answers 60 percent answers right if you're a combo deck you have combo pieces and then the rest of your deck is made around protecting your combo if you take a casual commander deck you have what five pieces of removal right maybe 10 if you're lucky that can hit whatever hate piece is on you like your odds of getting it are not good and especially if the taxing thing is taxing your way of getting the answer like you know if you're trying to tutor up the answer opposition agent and you have like one answer in your deck you're screwed it's over for you right like you're doing nothing so i think like the way casual decks are built um you know is a problem right like cdh decks don't have this problem right they also are packing like way more answers and protection to get through these you know stacks pieces whereas casual decks are not and then what you'll end up is with all your casual decks being serious decks, right? Because it's all removal interaction and then like two finishers. And that's how you have to play the game to get rid of stacks. So I, I, I would die if Rule of Law started on the battlefield like every game. Like you, you cannot say that's a fun format. I, I don't know about casual decks not running that much removal, though. I feel like, at least from my experiences, I would consider like the streams pretty casual, maybe like mid-power um and even the pre-cons like when i do i do a pre-con upgrade whenever a new pre-con comes out and i will count up the amount of removal spells target removal spells and board wipes and my checklist but, is usually i want to see like, like artifact removal how many artifact yeah. removal spells do you yeah. have to get rid of in snaring bridge yeah right? you'll you only have like maybe three things that can hit an ensnaring bridge well, three out of 99 cards you need to get to to play your yeah. game right well you like, also get to problem. draw cards so you get to see more like uh, it is. It well, is, maybe. It is harder to get. But then there's a notion things. thief, or then there's a <laughs> opposition <laughs> agent. So then you can't actually do that. I, I mean, yeah. I think the part of the problem is 
do we expect people to optimize to beat these cards? I think that's like the yes or no question for me. We could like optimize if someone's playing Trinispheres and Stasises, you can build all of your commander decks in a way that you're gonna be able to deal with those things, just like you do in modern or whatever. Like decks can build to beat whatever hate cards are good against their archetype. But is that what we want the format to be about? Do we want people to be like, okay, I'm gonna have to dedicate 20 slots of my deck to deal with the Blood Moon person. I'm gonna have to dedicate 20 slots of my deck because someone might play this against me. Like, does that make the format more enjoyable for people? And I think the answer for most people, excluding CDH, because I think that's part of like how CDH works, but for casual players, I think the answer is no for most people. Like, sure, you could make Commander that way, but. I think that makes the format less fun rather than more fun. I mean, I consistently do that, though, right? Because if I know that my archetype <laughs> your, your is... Your deck is only answers, though, <laughs> Right, right. And you see, but, like, it has ways to win, right? But, like, in all honesty, or like, all my decks, like, example, like, if I know that I have something that I cannot beat, right? Like, if my, if, like, it, like, rogues do require you to have a graveyard, but if someone has a rip, my rogues do nothing, right? So you should have planned for that. Because if that is the one thing your deck is weak to, I don't think you should be upset and salty that someone just plays it, right? Like, I think you should plan for it. Like, example, like, if I if my Super Friends deck loses to a, a, an Immortal Sun, right? Like, I, I should plan for that, right? Like, if, I'm not saying that you need to hate out everything, but, like, what is the absolute worst thing that you need to plan for, right? But and that's what I But should you plan for an to. Armageddon coming down on turn four? I mean, I do. I never draw more than three lands. So what are you going to do? Like, <laughs> like set me back right, to like, like, like you can, so, right? You can sandbag lands. You can hold them. I do that. I do that. <laughs> you know, you have the counter spell. So I never for the constant mists. You you have the you know whatever to get rid of its snaring bridge. You're holding lands in case someone Armageddon's, and like you you essentially stacks yourself. Like I, I don't know. Like you you have so when, many answers that you can't play the game anymore because you got to be ready. For what are you talking every one about? Of these. It's fun, like like playing with Vince, right? Like, so I always expect a, a random LD spell, right? So I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna hold some lands just in case. And you've seen this on Clash. I'm gonna hold some because I think Vince has got one. It could also just be like if you're in a meta where you know, let's say you're a green ramp deck, you're a green ramp deck, and you decided your your ramp package is all gonna be a land ramp. And you, you're in a meta that you know opposition agents rampant and, I don't know, some other land hate is rampant. You could just diversify your ramp package where you could be like, okay, instead of running 13 land ramp cards, I'll run 7 land ramp cards and I'll run uh, 6 mana rocks because, you know, green still has access to those things. And um, right. that way, uh, you're kind of like, you're kind of hedging your bets where... You know, if you do get LD'd or if you get artifact removal, like if you get Vandal Blasted, okay, you don't lose all your mana sources, your extra mana sources. And if you get uh, Opposition Agent, you're not you're not shut out of all your ramp spells. You're only shut out of half of each of these situations. Right. But is that how you want to play Commander? Or you want to no, be like, I want to cast Avengers like Endicar and make plants. Yeah, yeah. yeah right? Or you that. want to sit here and think of the 8,000 possibilities of everyone locking you out of the game forever, and right? I <laughs> 
Well, and it, I it's... think it's reflected in the gameplay as well. Like, uh, if you've ever played like a sixty-card format, there's times when you draw your sideboard counter spell, and you know that you can't let a certain thing resolve. So instead of like running out your whatever planeswalker, running out your creature, like okay, I gotta pass. I would love to like add these things to my battlefield, but there's a chance they're gonna have you know this combo piece that beats me, this stacks piece that beats me. So I'm gonna do nothing this turn, and I'm gonna pass, and I'm gonna leave up fun. this counter, and I've that's part that. of the fun. Yeah. But I don't think I would enjoy that in Commander. In Commander, I don't want to sit there on turn three and be like, I'm going to pass my turn because someone might drop a Blood Moon. And if they do, I only got three basics and I'm out of this game. I want to run out my Mana Rock. I want to run out my Wood Elves. I want to like draw a couple of cards. Like, uh, so I think that even uh, with how you play the game, it becomes less fun for most players once you have those cards being like, played in a lot of games because those are the choices you got to make and those choices are great when you're playing cdh those choices are great when you're playing modern or legacy but i don't think that's what people want commander to be about that's not what i want commander to be about i want to run out my janky cards and like have things happen and not have to you know leave up my mana every turn because someone might play this thing that ruins the whole game i mean i that's fair i i like yeah like see like for me i just run it out anyways i just like okay we don't play true stacks in our group right like we have like the random opposition agent but like you know no one's winter orbing on a regular basis right i do it like once a season maybe just get you guys but even then i don't think it's prudent to do it anymore i'm like no one has fun it was a good joke once right (laughs) and then that was it right like we don't regularly funny like like it it is funny It, it is funny but also we're seasoned players making content right our misery is entertainment for other people right but what if we were just literal friends trying to have fun would we you know like would we really be stacking each other i'm not sure right i mean the light stacks that cut like think of like when i when i think of the light stack stuff like winter orb that doesn't hate anyone that just hates everybody for no reason right so like when when when, like example like if i play an opposition agent there's very obviously a reason why i play it right or or, or why why a notion theme but like winter orb is just like even I have my limits, right? Because, like, Winter Warp is just... <laughs> that doesn't stop anything, right? Like, that, I mean, it stops everything from ever happening. But, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. I I, I, I do... Uh, so what? Yeah, there's degrees of stacks that I think are, are definitely needed. Um, I think they're needed, right? So, like, though I think Rip, Leyline of the Void are, are, like, stacks pieces, I think they're okay. Like, play them. I highly encourage them. I highly encourage the opposition agents. I, like, like... The jockle hops, like Richard, when you jockle hops this and you're Jun super friends, like great, that's great. Blow us out of the game with that, right? Like, like I, I thought that was hilarious. So I, I don't know. I, with uh, planeswalker, and it was like, well, yeah, that's, like, that's your a win real condition. win con, like, right? You like, had, yeah, you had planeswalkers on the battlefield, and nobody had any permanents. You win, like, <laughs> right? People can scoop, <laughs> like it's done, like it's over. I'm a okay with all of that, but the, the ones uh, really, when I think of the only cards that I dislike. Or stasis winter orb and like static orb and like i guess expropriate other otherwise everything else like if you look at the salt list whatever do all of that <laughs> like i don't really care why do you dislike those over the other ones sorry I was... um so like well expropriate i just hate extra turns uh and and like whatnot like this is just a get like this is just a win con whatever sure you, you win the game but like uh static orb winter or the orbs right the stasis the orbs those are just like i don't know those aren't flashy like you didn't get get us you know like you didn't like perforos put in a bearer of the heavens right like i thought that'd even be funnier right like but like stasis winter those cards are just like okay cool so nothing happens that's it 
Yeah, it's, it, it, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think those are that great. Like, those, it, it doesn't hate any, it doesn't stop one specific plan, right? Like, it, I think Armageddon makes sense because, like, that is how I think of what, what I think of when, like, okay, white, let's say white weenie, they're far behind. They can't keep up with the ramp. They can't keep up with the stack interaction like blue does, you know, all of that. Sure. So how does, like, I, I think that a good way for white weenie to then pull ahead is, like, Play a bunch of, deploy a bunch of dorks, Gattic whatever, right? And then blow up the lands. Okay, fine, whatever. That's cool with me. What about just like Keeper of the Court and you catch up with all the basic planes ramping because you're the good as a If you really person. think that that is going to catch you up, then sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I will tell you now that I personally do not think that catches you up at all. <laughs> but, but yes, sure. What do you. <sighs> What do you think about the difference between stacks pieces? Like, there's a, there's a lot of options. Like, for example, there's crawl space that says right. no more than two that creatures can attack each combat. And then there's ensnaring bridge, which is essentially just no creatures can attack ever if you're playing it right. Like, is there any... Uh, I don't know. Do you see a difference between these two cards? Like, is there an acceptable kind of stacks that doesn't hate too hard and people will be okay <laughs> with? Or is just anything in this realm off limits in a game of commander a, a, a slight sip of haterade and a keg stand of haterade are almost like like are like kind of varying degrees but like example when you mention those two cards i think they're both fine i think like crawl space actually sucks but but as someone who's tried it it sucks um and then and then ensnaring bridge just i think artifacts in general are too are, are very easy to remove so I, I think they're both bad and like stopping delaying combat I don't know I don't even think it's that bad that's not full stacks to me uh, uh, like peacekeeper maybe constantly reoccurring him like sure whatever like like I get that but like I don't know I don't I, I think that it's fine I think varying degrees of hate is fine I, I think how hard they are to remove is the most important thing which I think opposite opposition agent is a fairly fine card it's powerful but like, any removal removes it. And like Tomer said, you're probably running 10 removal, 12 removal, 15 removal, depending on what your deck looks like. Like, incidentally, like, wrath, spot removal, fighting cards, combat. You know, you can try to ambush opposition agent in combat, right? Whereas if someone throws down a crawl space and you're a token deck or something, and, you know, like, how many artifact removal spells do you have in your deck? You have a handful, and you need to actually go grab it. So... You know, and the harder it is to interact, like I mean, if it was farewell emblem, exists. it'd be like the worst, you know, stacks piece. Like imagine Winter Orb as an emblem and you're like, great, <laughs> right? Like you cannot interact with it, right? So creatures are easiest because they can be removed multiple ways. And then artifacts and enchantments. Like if you're a mono black and there's an enchantment stacks piece, like, well hope you thought seized it or something like you're done right like you gotta i feel it's the other way what every creatures live longer now and enchantments Maybe. and artifacts are more them. likely you to die yeah you can protect them but like enchantments and artifacts get removed left and right now like i assume like if i keep a mana rock for a turn cycle i've already come out way far ahead like just a simple mana rock because everything gets blown up now right so i actually crawl space and things like that are so much easier to kill well that kind of segues into uh, a question I had for the group: is is are these stacks pieces even good? Like, I personally, uh, a lot of these cards, unless they completely shut down my opponents from doing anything, I will almost always avoid them. Like Drain of the Magistrate, we had a t we had a debate on 
how how salty is Draineth Magistrate? And we were very much divided. Me and Krim, I believe, were on the team not salty, like not salty. salty for the format. Seth and Richard said it's very salty. It goes against like the spirit of the format. If I if I got that correct. All right. Um, yeah. So I personally will never run Draineth Magistrate in my decks outside of CDH. I think it's very good in CDH, and I I think <laughs> as in, I've been told CDH it's very good. Less removal. <laughs> Think. Well, I mean, but the, the idea is like if you have like a turn one win deck and your deck needs the commander on the valve, then now yeah. you have to find that that removal spell. And like if there's a Dranith Magistrate, there's also going to be like the sphere of resistances and everything to slow you even further. Uh, but, but the idea for mid power is like if, if I'm in a mid power deck, the only deck that I actually would run Dranith Magistrate in, in these days, and I took it out of all the other decks, I put it in Bell Borka because I can possibility storm lock you out of the game with it. And so I find like that's that's a really appealing win condition in the deck. But I had it like my Selenia deck and my uh, Brina deck, and I just took them out because what I found was yes, it's very effective. It shut it stops my opponents from playing their commander, and their deck is based on their commander. Whoa, that slows them down a lot. But all it does is it recruits no value for me outside of that. And then the entire table just bands together and either kills me or kills the Dranith Magistrate and then kills me because I cast the Dranith Magistrate. So I feel like the amount of hate that I got for it was not worth the amount of impact that I got at mid-power tables. And I feel like that's probably the same way for a lot of stacks cards. Well, yeah. So, like, Dranith Magistrate, I think, like, is a an okay card. I, I don't think it's good in, like enough to just like jam in like any deck that has white mana i found it best like much like tomer i found it best in my humans deck that's it like in my humans commander deck because well first off it's a human and i can keep it alive and on top of that it's it delays in the game enough to where you can actually be aggressive in the format so like because my my humans deck is just aggro that's all it is it's full aggro and and i mean it has some light stacks pieces but yeah like but the stacks pieces are what allows you to be aggressive early. So, um, like, I, I don't know. I mean, like, some of the, a lot of stacks pieces are very narrow, right? Like, like, like that's great. Draweneth Magistrate, that doesn't stop this Wrath of God from my hand. <laughs> so, like, I'm just going to Wrath of God you. I'm like, oh, that's, I'm kind of in trouble. I think it depends on, on the stacks piece. Like, uh, you can't really just, you know, play through a Armageddon or a Blood Moon or things like that. There's things that just have that big impact like immediately that kind of just like, I don't know. Uh, There's not really an easy way to get out of them. So I think there are really strong stacks pieces and I think stacks pieces are even stronger than maybe we realize because so many people shy away from playing them. Like I think something like Stony Silence, it would be very easy to be like, I'm going to ramp without artifacts and I'm just going to play Stony silences and that's going to generate a ridiculous amount of value against a random table at a commander game is it going to get you killed maybe but if you're going to go that route then you can you know build your deck to defend yourself so i think they're very strong and some of their strength is unrealized just because they aren't socially acceptable in commander and like we've we've kind of just kept them shadow banned them out of the format for the most part but I think Which, if they, you wanted them to be weird. strong, you could make them very strong. I think Sony Silence would be great. I mean, heck yeah. Like, you think, so you didn't, oh, really? Oh, like, to sucks. me, that just, like, <laughs> What? It, it sucks. sucks. Like, it, it could be good, but You don't get to likely, put on your shoes, right? So, I mean, there's no, no nonsense there. And it, it's like, 3v1 everybody against you, right? You. So, either it doesn't affect anyone or only affects one person in which you 
went down a card to anger one person without, you know, going further in your game plan, right? Or it angers everyone and 3v1, you're going to die. So in, in 1v1, stacks works because you're staxing the only person that can hit you and you have an advantage on them, right? And you're going to win because you have the advantage on them and they're stacked out. 3v1, it's three times the mana, three times the card, three times the combats. So if you stacks the table, you need to stack some good. Like they need to be out of the game, period. Otherwise, they have more resources, they'll kill you, right? But I don't, and I don't care. So you got to finish the stacks if you start it. You can't slap down Nathalia and call it a day. People will get mad and remove it, right? You need to like rule of law, triple Thalia, Trinisphere, and then, you know, finish the game, right? Like you can't do I do exactly stacks. that though. I just Thalia because she's a human, right? And it's great. It delays it. Don't you just get killed first? People get upset, right? Like if, I mean, not, not the, like, I mean, well, actually, who cares to all of, no, like, like legitimately, I, I don't mind if I lose, right? Like, it's like, it's fun, right? right? Like I, I sat down to play a game and I, I did, right? Like I, I did, I executed my game plan. Right and and yeah. I guess I'm fine with that. So like, <laughs> I mean, you have a really high. good mentality. You're asking with, if it was good. Yeah. <laughs> Not oh, at I was getting yeah. like power Is level it... wise. Do you think? Do you think if there was no if there's no controversy around running these stacks pieces, do you think adding these stacks pieces would increase your win percentage dramatically, or like which ones would and which ones wouldn't? That's that's what I'm trying to get at. I'm I think like adding like adding like Athalia and an opposition notion thieves. Those do add to your win percentages. They add what are your win percentage, but also anything that adds anything to your win percentage also adds into the aggro column, right? So, <laughs> so like that. That's that's why I think I'm okay with it. It's like okay, sure, I'm moving. I guess some win percentages, but it also adds the aggro column. So it's more um, like I'm not upset about it. Like if people are like, oh, let's kill Krim, right? Like he's he played Thalia, get him. Okay, I deserve it. I have Thalia. I'm kind of like Richard said, it depends on if you're willing to build around them. Like if stacks were acceptable, I think we'd see a lot more actual stacks decks. And I think those would be really, really powerful. Uh, it would just jamming a random stacks piece into a generic deck greatly improve your win percentage. I think maybe some of them, I think especially like mass land destruction effects, like could definitely greatly improve your win percentage. They're not sitting out on the battlefield. People aren't necessarily going to see them coming. And then all of a sudden you just wait till the opportune moment and it should increase your win percentage, I would think. So I think it really depends on the stacks piece and the in the deck that you're playing and how far you're willing to go as far as trying to stacks out the table. To, to answer the question, though, I do think stacks is good. A stacks deck or stacks pieces? Stacks pieces and whatnot. A stacks deck, I've actually played through a stacks deck uh, against it. And, and like, it's very, it's oddly enough, it, it slows the game down. And then essentially you just wait and then you, like, don't tap out. You don't do anything unless you absolutely have to. Like, they blow up the lands. And then you just blow up all their stuff. And then, then, then you play the game. They lose the game after you blow up the stuff. They legitimately lose the game after you blow up their stuff, though. I mean, I think the only good stack species are ones that further your game plan. So that'd be Notion Thief, Opposition Agent. They're giving you something, sure. right? You're not just agitating right. the table. You're getting resources. Whereas if yeah. I just threw down a stony silence for value, like that's like a death mark, right? That's You just pissed everyone off and you've accomplished nothing, right? So And they're not that crippled, right? Like they still have mana. They still have creatures. They can still beat you down. So that, I think... 
I, I think the best thing was Tomer with his Karn Lattice Lock. He was like, you guys have creatures. I can Karn Lattice Lock everyone. But then you'll just all attack me and, like, kill me. So I can't do the Lattice Lock because it's not finishing the job, right? You really need to Wrath, then Karn Lattice Lock, and then you're good, right? Otherwise, you just annoy right. everyone and you die. I, I also agree with Richard on, on the ones that, like, get either immediate value like I think opposition age is one of the better ones where like you flash it in so you immediately deny somebody like a card you know like they're either going to be cracking a land and you just got them down land they wasted in a vampiric tutor and then you get that value yourself too and that's really big and then yeah sure you're going to get aggro but I think it was worth it or you you put such a strong stacks piece that they just can't you just they can't retaliate like you you planeswalker and then joker hops them and it's like well all right, you're upset. What are you going to do about it? Oh, nothing. I'm going to tick up ultimate and win. Um, one of my favorite, this is a little shout out to a little a little card that uh, I think is overlooked, but I love it from Budget Brews, uh, Yasharn Implacable Earth. Uh, this is one of my favorite sax pieces. I enter the battlefield. You get card the Sushi Library for a basic forest and basic planes, and you put it into your hand. So you get a little bit of card advantage. And then players can't pay life or sacrifice non-land permanents to cast spells or activate abilities. It really messes with um, black decks uh, that focus on sacrificing and paying life. But also anybody who's running like the fetch lands that have to require you to pay one life, it actually shuts all that stuff down too. Um, I've I've loved it. And it's also a big 4-4 beefy boar. Um, so you get some value out of it immediately. It shuts down a lot of stuff. And you have a good boar on the battlefield. I've always had a really good experience with this, and I, I would consider this a stack piece because it does stop your opponents, you know, from cracking fetches and doing stuff, doing regular things in Magic. Uh, but I found that the response to this card isn't like super negative, and um, even if it gets removed or whatever, you still got two lands out of it. So, hooray for your Sharn Implacable Earth! Just shout out. <laughs> yeah, that, that that card is sweet. I had that as my commander for I think one season, and it was really fun. Oh, of course, you had that for a commander. <laughs> Also, also shuts down treasures worth yeah. the, worth mentioning with Axide being everywhere. Yeah, yeah this card. I why think this why card are you guys cool on. with this? I don't get it. But why can't shut down your lands with like a balance or an Armageddon or something? But well, I can shut down all your cheaper. treasures and it's cool. Like I don't, I, I don't get it. Like what's the difference? I think it's I, I so agree that you can shut down my lands. The cry? You can shut <laughs> down my lands. That. I, while I don't like the you should just play more removal argument, I am pretty accepting of stacks pieces on creatures because honestly, someone should be able to kill a creature. <laughs> like really in this case, like between all the wrath and removal, they aren't likely to stick along for uh, stick around for very long. So I think that's why Yasharn doesn't bother me as much as some of the other pieces. And it, it's kind of like that with other creature based stacks pieces as well. I, I think of creature based stacks pieces as like the lightest form of stacks and someone's going to be able to remove them eventually. Right. All right. All right I, got, I got a card flash. for you. Cause Ooh. like, okay. Wizards RD coming through here. Oh, no. Six mana, four, four. When it enters the battlefield, phase out all lands until it leaves the battlefield. This no, we had that. We that exists. Razor. We have Realm Razor, yeah. yeah. That actually how is much, a card. How much no is Realm Razor it. to cost? Six. Is it actually six? It's Naya. It's Naya mana, but it is six, I think you literally yeah. just came up with a magic I think you just designed it. <laughs> is this cool? It's six alert, mana. It's you a six mana for two. It's a six mana would you be super salty if I played this thing? <laughs> that would it leave that the battlefield and turn all exiled cards to the battlefield untapped under the control. You 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 built a magic card, Richard. Congratulations. I did? That's 
That's an extreme example, though, because you're taking away the resources necessary to deal with it. So in that case, I would probably still mm. be a little bit salty. I but like, I don't know. Rome is pretty funny. <laughs> can Rome I play this on Clash? Funny. What do we conclude? <laughs> it's also really good in, in landfall decks if you blink it because they they all enter the battlefield again and you get all, all yeah. those landfall triggers. Yeah, it's really fun. It's a fun card. <laughs> you could actually play that as a tech to to save I, yourself against an Armageddon, and you can flash it in. <laughs> I would be oh way God. more okay with that than Armageddon, honestly. This like, is a cool it, card. <laughs> I, I would be way way more accepting of getting got by Realm Razor. I think well, it's just yeah, like the first again. time, and then afterwards you're like, get out of here, <laughs> right? Like it's funny to see this card, but then that's yeah. only once. It's because like time, I, but... I I think that Armageddon just like not every color interacts on the stack like blue does, right? So like like Realm Razor, every every color does interact with a creature. Doesn't interact, oh, but not everything interacts on the stack. So I could see why you wouldn't be excited to see Armageddon, but you're okay with Realm Razor. I think also Notion Thief is a little bit more salty because it's flashed. So like, you know, you you cast a spell, you try to draw a bunch of cards, and then somebody flashes a Notion Thief. It's like, yes, it is a creature. You can kill it, but guess what? I already got my value out of it. GG, Scrub. Um, yeah. Well, that's why you just play MDFCs and have Spike Field Hazard ready at all times. <laughs> Spike Field Hazard. Uh, but really, do you want to... Do you want okay. to have to think that way in Commander? Do you want to have to think, okay, do I need to leave up two mana so I have a counter in case I... I don't know. I don't I know don't if you want to have to with consider that, that thought in the back of your mind, though. Like, like to to have that thought in the back of your mind, I think, is is fine. And, to, and you should have that, right? Because, like, I'm... I don't know. Again, right? Like, this is the way we play. prefer to play the game. But, like, I think on average, I would rather just not have to worry about, like, my opponents worrying about what I'm okay with or whatever like i, I want to know power levels and that's about it right like as i've mentioned before are you a starter deck or are you cdh that's my power gauge right anything think, in between let's play i agree with I, I agree with Krim. like he can throw basically anything at me and i have the right mentality for it but i know a lot of people don't and also also there's another is that not thing furthered of- by us like and like content creators like constantly yeah. talking about like oh it's totally not cool to like do that, right? Like there, there are people that say well, that, and then and then people adopt that philosophy, right? Have you played with humans, Krim? Like, can you really <laughs> sit down with a table of strangers and be like, "Yo, Thalia into Thalia, the Trinisphere," and watch everyone sitting there with like, you know, maybe they're nice, right? They won't cuss you yeah. out and flip the table, but you can see they're not having a good time, right? And you're like, "Welcome to game night, guys." Like, well, honestly, oh I I've been I've gotten thrashed. Like I think at Vegas, like the I th- I think I got thrashed like legitimately, and I was like, "Word, that's cool." Like somebody sat down with a Silvala deck. I'm like, "Well, it's not CDH," and then they just kind of went off, right? I'm yeah. like, "Well, all right." I think it's also, there's one criteria that I don't think is discussed enough other than power level, and that's game length. This is something that I've actually, as someone who's doing recordings, like uh, I do Commander Quickies, or I used to do Commander Quickies, one thing that that has really rustled my jimmies, especially because I'm an old man now, um, is that sometimes I just don't feel like locking into a three-hour game. Like I think it was like I, like I like bringing it back to like competitive or like League of Legends even an analog for League of Legends. Like if you're sitting down for a League of Legends game, like sure you're you're good for any sort of playstyle in theory. But what if I told you instead of a I don't know how long League of Legends is, but let's say let's say League of Legends takes an hour. What if the meta shifted and the meta now is three hour games 
three hour turtle fest and that was it well you'd be like well i don't want to play this anymore yes i'm I'm in for i'm in for play to win play to like do crush my enemies and everything but i just i have an hour and i get grouchy and hungry after an hour and a half and after two hours I'm not having a fun time anymore. It doesn't even matter what the board set is. I'm just not having fun. So, like, if Stacks decks might have that issue, too. If you go too hard on Stacks, you slow the game down too much, then you're basically you're basically increasing the likelihood of a three-hour game, and people might not like that for that reason as opposed to just, like, other reasons. Like me, someone, I, I don't like three-hour games anymore. I'm tired. <laughs> as somebody who sat down and played the game that killed Magic Artifact... Um, and, uh, like as someone who did that, I, I could tell you one thing that's sarcasm for those that don't know artifact did not do that. Um, and artifact games were very, very long. They were actually about like two and a half to three hours sometimes. Wow. <laughs> likes that, right? All games um, optimize. like League of Legends actively optimizes to shorten game length, right? And not too short, right? So maybe standard has the opposite issue where games are too short where you snowball out of control, but you also don't want them to drag on with very little progress. They they add incentives for people to progress the game and to close out the game. And they have an optimal time they want people to play for. And I think Tomer's right. Like an hour or something is about right. You don't want to be like, it's 4 p.m. This commander <laughs> game might take one to six hours. I can't eat dinner. <laughs> right? Yeah. You want to be like, I will be in and out in an hour so we can play and then we can go eat and we can all have a jolly good time, right? So maybe that... stacks is like the Shaharazard problem, right? It's not that good, but that right who wants there. to sit through this? I'm okay with like that makes sense to me. That's the only thing that makes sense to me so far. Like when when people like complain about stacks, right? It's like, okay, well I get that. You don't want to play a slow game. I'm not going to just randomly be like, hey, like, I think of it a lot like, hey, I'm, friends are here. Do we want to play Monopoly or Risk? No, because yeah, we got to yeah. go somewhere in about two hours, it's right? Twilight Imperium time, boys. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, cool. We got a movie in 30 minutes. Let's crack open Twilight Imperium and get started. No, no. Like, I get that. Time, ex- expectation of your time and whatnot, that's fine. Like, if you don't want to play, a, like, a long game, that's cool. Uh, then I'm going to play a faster deck for, because of that reason. If, if it were a power level thing, if it were, like, a stacks thing, like, do I have a problem with stacks? No, not at all. Do I have a, a problem with the power mm-hmm. level of it? No, not at all. Uh, the problem I would have with it is if I have something to do <laughs> in, <Yeah>. like, three <laughs> hours. Something to do, like, play magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got to go be... play more magic in about three. Okay. If, if, and I has to be, a, like, a, a, a legit thing, right? If you're telling me, like, I got to leave, you know, wife's picking me up or, or whatever. Yeah. I got to pick up the kids in two hours. Sure. All right. Uh, let's let's just let's chance let's not chance it, uh, because I know my stacks games are gonna go longer, right? So I'm gonna play a faster deck. That makes sense. Although, although I will say, as we have learned on Commander Clash, um, not that easy to control game length. <laughs> like, no, yeah, sometimes without games stacks, just are, by no the matter way. what you're doing with stacks, yeah. without stacks, like games can just go long or short. So I don't know, can you even optimize for that? And maybe this is way too far off topic, but can you even have that conversation? Because can you predict how long a game's going to go when you're sitting down at a table with people? No, but you definitely, you (laughs) definitely don't help it by playing stacks. (laughs) I would agree with that. Stacks, (laughs) it's stacks. It's if I'm playing control, but there's another one that like, I, I basically, I don't allow it on quickies anymore, but Another really popular archetype is the blink archetype, like Urian, Brago, <laughs> Urian, like those things. Uh, 
Urian, whatever. I don't know. I don't play your standard. Have you Urian. been talking to Seth? <laughs> whatever. Seth, have you been talking to Seth? I, said, I think that up from a Seth video. <laughs> Urian, Blink. Um, what's the other one? The Zorius God Farah. There was uh, so yeah. so. I had a, I had a Urian. Uh, it's Ephara. It's Ephara. Like <laughs> it's a Pokemon. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I had a quickie with a Urian Blink, and it lasted. <laughs> guess what? Three hours. And then I had a, a, a Farah game again. Guess what? Three hours, and it was literally just like trying to shut down the blinking, but the blink is very recursive, and all it does is accrues incremental value very slowly. It doesn't kill you quickly. It's going to kill you with tutus eventually, eventually, uh, but it just keeps doing the thing. You know, it keeps doing the loop. It keeps recurring this thing you blew up in the graveyard by blinking, blah, 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 and it does it over and over again, and you can you can remove it. You can remove the little pieces, and, and you will, but like, it just, it's just, that's what the, the engine does. So like, there, there are certain archetypes that you kind of like after you play against it a couple of times, you kind of realize, yeah, we're in for a long game if if this is if these are the type of decks that we're going to be into. And I think the, I, I would lump that in with like, I, I think that's an important criteria to discuss. Like, how long do you want this game to go? And that's that's irrespective of a power level. You can play a bad blink deck and it will still be longer. You can play a bad, bad control deck and it will still be longer or bad stacks. And that's not a power level thing. It's just the, how much time do you have right now? How much time do you want this game to go on for? I, I, have, <laughs> I have a question, which I know the answer to. Okay. <laughs> so, what about optional stacks? We're like, oh, stacks is so egregious. Well, what if you get stacked unless XYZ happens? Ristic Study, Esper Sentinel. You are taxed unless you let that player draw a card. And the answer is that the tax is so like soul crushing that you would rather throw the game and give the person like all the cards mm -hmm. rather than pay any amount of tax, right? Like, is it, doesn't this proof that everyone hates tax, that they will throw the game, they will let <laughs> someone cast a three mana draw 30? <laughs> Because they do not want to be taxed a single mana, a single turn. They will just throw the game away. That's how egregious taxing is. No, nope. Seth, can you answer this? Why are you all looking at Seth, me? Seth, can you yeah, answer why? this, why? please? I'm going to just go out right and ask you. I feel a little well, bit attacked. on this? I prefer yes, nothing. <laughs> um, I think those cards are fine. And they, oh, I God. just cast my spells into them, and then the other person wins. We've seen this many times <laughs> on Commander Clash. We're going to mill them out. That's my answer. By the I'm way, uh, we should fill you in, Seth, that the other day we played Fair Magic mostly, and, and Phil did not get a single card for the longest Ooh. time. He drew See, that's that's what happens when I miss a week of Commander Clash. People actually pay the, pay the one <laughs> Wait, and things no, go much Richard, differently. Richard let him draw a couple Richard cards. eventually did, that. but it was like, Phil still came out positive, but we take turn eight, turn eight, Phil drew two yeah. cards. Two cards. I put my wow. I put myself back two turns. I put I, I put myself back on turn two, a full yeah. turn cycle, and then I put myself back another full turn cycle later on. I delayed so I my commander and by two turns. You felt terrible and complained about it because you were I getting didn't. stacks out of the I game, didn't. right? Like it was not a no. feel good. You were doing it to send a message, right? Honestly, it was one of my favorite games. I felt like I, I felt like I was in the right mindset because it wasn't even it wasn't even Phil. I don't want to go too too derailed, but. I felt I was being stacked more by the Thrax player because my deck was a Voltron yeah. deck and it had protect <laughs> it had it had hexproof on it 
and it didn't really have a lot of like uh it, like ulterior creatures to uh protect itself so i i had hexproof and i had a big voltron win condition and thraxamunder guess what every single time he attacks he makes you sacrifice a creature so thraxamunder just being on the table Anytime you cast him, haste, immediately sacrifice your, your commander. Uh, don't pass go. Don't collect, you know, $20 or whatever. <laughs> Just don't, don't also, get too hasty. That's all. And also, you know? he had a Shadow Spear on the battlefield, which removed the Hexproof and indestructible for my Voltron <laughs> commander. So I had to play around that, that mentality where I had a commander that's all about, you know, loading up with indestructible. It has Hexproof innately. And it's all about killing you with your commander. And I, had, I was up against a player who said... I can make you sacrifice your commander at any given time. I can remove your hexproof. I can remove your your indestructible if you have it. Have fun. And I was in the mentality of like this is a puzzle where where like I I, I don't think I was getting salty in that game. I don't think so. No, you solved I, I, the puzzle. It was sweet. I didn't feel salty. Uh, and like I was just like, all right, I'm gonna bide my time. I'm gonna wait until I have the right opportunity that I can one shot because I know my commander can one shot. So all I need to do is find my haste enabler, find enough critical mass, find that evasion, and eventually I will win the game off that. And I was playing to my outs the entire time, and I felt really good. Like I felt like I, I played, I played pretty well, and I, I felt really satisfied. But like a lot of people, I know I, I've been in a bad headspace sometimes where I was in a situation where like I was like, I, I don't get to play magic. I'm not having fun, and I didn't, I didn't enjoy it at all. And I think that's, that's valid too but like it depends on your head headspace i don't and know I where think... i was going with that what were we talking about again <laughs> the, the, the so you back now i'm confused because i so... know if you died without doing anything if someone decided to swing at you you would not be happy about that game i, I know I what be... happened was you managed to play around it and you managed to clutch it out and it like worked out well but and it was, very it was a real possibility that everyone just swung miss, into you and you spent the first four turns doing nothing and die well, like, think- I've also got some wins in the season as well. So, like, I didn't feel like, oh, you know, like, I'm locked out of this game. I'm locked out of every game. There was one season where I felt like I was just locked out of every game. And I was just, and I just was, it was lame. It felt, I didn't, I, I, I was a grouch the entire season, I, I think. And, and this that's what happens season, if you get though, stacked out, right? Like, I'm not yeah. saying it's not justified, <laughs> but right? But if it it's happens just... every single game, yeah, it feels bad. But if it happens once in a while, like, I don't care because, you know, like, I don't feel like I need but to pop off every game. The only solution to that is no stacks, right? Uh, because uh, maybe, this time you, maybe this time you maneuvered around it and it felt good. But what about the other 9 out of 10 where you don't maneuver around it and you're just well, what about What about stacks every nothing? once in a while? Like you can have, like instead of every game, it's not either all or nothing. Maybe you can have uh, some stacks games, like one every four games has a stacks player in it. And what if today I bring the stacks deck and then tomorrow it's Seth's turn to bring the stacks deck and then the third <laughs> day always, it's Chris yeah, and now it's just constantly here, right? Sure. But I don't know. I mean... I don't... Something else. Is that a To wrap around to Richard's original question about <laughs> paying for stacks, it really depends on the God, cost, right? Like, there's there's some of those effects are essentially <laughs> like hard stacks and <laughs> well like as, like I don't view is Esper Sentinel even a stacks piece like Esper for me Esper Sentinel is perfectly fine but then there's cards that are like smothering tide we've seen paying a two paying two is a lot harder than paying one and then there's extreme ones like Hum of the Radiax this weird old Mirrodin card it's a, a it's a four mana green enchantment that says each artifact spell costs one more to play for each artifact its controller controls <laughs> so essentially if you have a few artifacts like you got to pay the five you got to pay the six to cast each spell so I think it really just depends depends on what the what the rate is on those cards 
You don't get and stacks because like you don't feel like stacks. Stacks. And you throw the game as a result, right? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, if you were forced to pay, like, if Esper Sentinel was, like, a forced pay or Ristic Study was a forced pay, you would consider it a stacks piece. But what you're doing is you're like, this isn't a stacks piece, and you're just letting the other person get the greatest magic card in existence, <laughs> right? Game. Draw 10 for three mana, right? <laughs> was, was this podcast actually, like, an intervention to try to get me to pay the one? Was it, was, is this what this is actually going on? Stacks. Does it work? That's how bad all it is. Your you friends throw here, the game. Seth, we're all concerned citizens, all right? We just want to help. <laughs> this is where I stomp off and, yeah, and leave, yeah. Feel attacked. I think, I, I I think all like, of that's yeah. fine. I, I do... I don't. E- I don't even think that, like Esper Sentinel, like optional stacks. Those cards, those are great. Those are fine. I hate them. I hate. They're so insidious to me because I feel like they, they prolong the game way more than you, they should. Because they, every single time you're casting a spell into it, you have to think about. All right, do I have the mana to pay for this? What is my the rest of the sequencing of this turn going to be like? Uh, what are what are my opponents going to be doing? Are my opponents going to ignore it? Because if my opponents are ignoring it, then I'm going to be the only one left behind. And then it adds all of this extra layers of complexity to the game when it should just be like Esper Sentinel should just say, uh, pay one mana, draw three cards. You know, just just say that. Just say that. It's more honest. And and we can just continue with the game. We don't have to or, waste all this time about it. And risk study, just say, just say I win the game. Just say I win the game. That's and not how that card works. That's not how that card works. All right, dude. it says it says like draw ten. Statistically, like on our on our average, it says draw ten. <laughs> on and our average, that's because because Seth right there, Seth <laughs> is our also, average. It never just says draw cards. It also says and your opponents have to pay X mana and they're behind X amount of turns. Like there's, but if the there's table more agrees. Like when we did for the most part of like the, the last clash, when the table agrees, look at that. It was harmony. It was beautiful. Phil drew nothing. <laughs> but but we were exception. all behind. I was behind the game because I did that. You know, like it's not like but, it's not nothing. But a deck that's playing that. I, okay. If I saw Esper Sentinel in a human's deck, I'd probably be a little more worried. But if I see Esper Sentinel in like an, an Rhystic study in like a, a dirtily deck, that means we have time. Yeah. I'd rather I mean, just lose to their six study. I don't even want to deal with it. I'd, I'd rather just scoop. I'd rather just scoop. You, I mean, you, you press the, the three button. The easy said, way around your time problem is you just decide before the game you're not paying for any of the ones on any said, cards you that, just, that say, you and then just, you don't got to think about it at all. But you I just said you, want, you wanted Commander to be co-op, right? Uh, Here's co-op. Yeah. We all pay the one. Or no, I'm the win. co-op player because I'm handing out cards to uh, other players at the table. I'm collaborating <laughs> by giving them cards. <laughs> All right, I, what, what about a harsher stack? So this one, your opponent draws the one. What if you don't pay the one, you discard? Or if you don't pay the one, you take Stop five pay damage. Pay the one every time. Stop pay the one I might, every time. I might pay the one. I might pay the one. Would you count that. this as a stacks piece or not? <laughs> Is it okay? Should we be making? You're technically cards? not locked out. You could do whatever. Like, don't we have an Elder Dragon? Like, if you cast a card from your graveyard or something, you take 10. Or if you search well, your library, yeah, you take yeah. 10. Yeah, 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 yeah. like those kind of cards. Yeah. But, there's also a painful quandary. Uh, if you cast a spell, you have to lose 5 life or discard a card. Painful yeah. quandary is a great magic cool? card. You can yeah. cut through the tax if you really wanted, but the cost is very steep and obvious to you, right? It gets you killed really fast. What kills you faster, I mean, the painful quandary, or Seth just still popping <laughs> off? <laughs> We're gonna mill him out, Krim. We're gonna mill him out. <laughs> We're gonna mill I've out never the really, 
I've never I've never really thought of him as uh, his stacks pieces before, honestly. That's why you play the wrong all the time. <laughs> I, I, think of him draw. <laughs> I don't think of him as taxes. It's just, draw a, it's just draw a card when someone casts a spell. So I've never, I, honestly, my mind is blown. I've never even realized that people think of them in, the, in this way, that it's an actual legitimate option that you could pay could pay for them, like a Thalia or something. Um, so I'm very con- very confused at the moment. I've learned so much today. Um, I think painful Condry and stuff like that's fine. Like, uh, I don't know. Are those even stacks pieces? I don't think that so. Totally a stacks piece. No, I, I think mean, they're, it's, they're it's either going to kill you or make you lose your entire hand eventually. I don't know. It's it's a win con. That's not a stacks piece, dude. <laughs> it disrupts you, but continues to disrupt you for the rest of the game until it's removed. Right? It's not like Maybe. a one time. Or you thing, just right? paid the five life. So how can you make Esper Sentinel in a way that wasn't worded that way? Because I do think there's some legitimacy to the idea of, like, it takes too long. Like, it, people got to think about it. It takes too long. Like, it, it, how do you make cards like that without ETB, having them cards, call it a day. No, ca- <laughs> or... cast, trigger, cast trigger, draw three cards, and then we'll move yeah. on with our life. Rhystic Study, on average, is cast trigger, draw ten. So just say that. <laughs> just say the Rhystic Study. When you cast this from your hand, draw ten cards. When they, right. And then the, the game can continue. <laughs> like, I don't I think, know. I, oh, man, I don't know. Is Rhystic Study that good? I feel like it always never draws me a card, dude. No one pays. Everyone well, pays. Then, but then it's, a, then it's a one-sided Sphere of Resistance, which is also very good. Imagine Sphere of Resistance just said three mana. It spells your opponent's control cost one more. But yours are fine. You just keep trucking along. You keep doing your thing. But everybody else has to pay one extra for every single spell they cast. Good. <laughs> but it's still a good, good card, I think. Good, good, yeah, yeah, good, good. I, I mean, It'll I still get play killed, but... uh, Everything I play gets me killed. I know. <laughs> I just hate those. I, I can't even. I can't even have a reasonable debate about these cards because I hate them so much. Well, Esper's fine-ish. The Rhystic Study, I will. I, I can't even have a logical debate. I just like They're froth both at the fine. mouth. They're both I just fine. Froth at the mouth. I hate it so much. <laughs> They're both fine. Ooh. All right. Well, um, okay, here's a question for you all. We talked about stacks, what we like and we don't like, and which ones we would play. What about, what type of stacks cards would we like to see in the future, if any? Is there any, like, sort of design space that we like? We would like to see some stacks cards? Like, do they, like, serving a purpose that maybe you want to see fulfilled in Commander? And if so, how? More of them attached to creatures and or planeswalkers. Because one, Planeswalkers, yes, the Planeswalker guy would say that. But Planeswalkers are kind of easy to interact with, right? You can attack them. Creatures, you can kind of just remove them. Simple as that. Don't ever attach them to something like a land or something like that. Please, God. Like <laughs> Glacial Chasm. I think Glacial mine. Chasm or whatever is like a little problematic. But but yeah. Return in the strip mine. I, w- I wouldn't mind some more narrow, like, targeted hate cards. Like, I do think there are problems that could be solved i know one card that sticks out to me is like confounding conundrum which is designed to hate on people having multiple lands enter the battlefield in the same turn i don't think that was helping them yeah it wasn't tuned exactly in a way to work but i wouldn't mind to see more stacks cards that narrowly narrowly hate on specific things not things that are going to take people all the way out of the game but we know that like green ramp is really powerful in commander and it pushes a lot of people into playing green so cards that somehow like slow down 
that archetype or that play pattern in specific, I think that could be beneficial. But I also don't want to see like Armageddon. I don't think Armageddon's a solution. Just being like, hey, no one gets to play magic. Like that's not how you how you solve that problem. But I feel like there's got to be something in between Armageddon and Confounding Conundrum to like make green a little bit more fair compared to the rest of the the tables with ramping. Just have, Confounding Conundrum with with like legitimately instead of only bouncing a land back, you bounce like four. What about what about this? My R and D hat is going on. This would be a creature, and it would say, if a land enters the battlefield, it's a if it's the second land to enter the battlefield this turn on the controller's side, it instead enters the battlefield on your control. Ooh. So you can play a land each turn, but if you want to play a second land on the same turn, aka like a rampant growth effect then it will go over on your side. So you could still play around it, you still play your land each turn, or you can ramp in growth, but you cannot do both at the same time, or else I'm going to get that land instead. And it's on a creature, it doesn't have protection or anything. Would it have flash? Yes. No. Well, maybe. Uh, Okay. Yes, it would. Whatever whatever is not salty. And it it could be called Proposition Agent. Oh my God. (laughs) There it is, dude. There and it, it is. Being green. <laughs> it no 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 no. It'd be this come on, card no, would don't. be so bad for the format. <laughs> it would it be would great be? for the format. Are because you kidding here's, me? Okay, so I understand the point about narrow answer. You don't want to like grind the game to a halt. But when you put narrow cards in, you king make, right? Say there are two green players at the table, and then a Demir player. Demir players popping off with like mana crypts and signets, and then you slap down this anti-ramp card, and the green players twiddle their thumbs, and Demir players sling slotting, uh, slingshotting ahead of everyone. So yeah, but like narrow answers don't make right. Then but so like, don't ramp. Just but there's also vandal blast and stuff like the Demir player. If somebody has a lot of artifacts, like it's already so acceptable and even expected. That you're going yep. to wipe out all their mana rocks at some point. So you're yep. going to shove them super far behind if you can resolve a Vandal Blast or a Bane of Progress. But we don't have that for like lands. Like that's there's the no. The answer is to ban four mana ramp spells all across the board, right? Like or, you're right, right? There is an unfair advantage for green ramping today, but. You know, you could Blood Moon, and then the mono white player is laughing his way to the bank, and the five C players are out of the game, right? Like, you, you king make and make it, you know, what's that band card where two players play the game and no one else plays? Like, Trade secrets. Yeah, you, you do Which something like this. Seth and Rhystic study. <laughs> when you have, like, a quote-unquote narrow, but the narrow is, like, all lands, right? At, at least with Graveyard, it's narrow, but not everyone's a Graveyard deck, but everyone needs to cast spells and ramp and have lands right so i i don't know i think it'd be more king makey uh, is there a way you could ramp, do it right to play a land and ramp like maybe if that design is it right is there any way like is there something that could slow down something like that like green ramp or other some narrow slice if something gets too too powerful because we do that in constructed formats like if some mechanic or playstyle gets too good then wizards can print a hate card to like slow it down or it just won't that work in commander because of how the format is it, it has to be like a fires of invention like a what was it, like an invala no, not invala what's the azorius hate card where if you cast a spell you must have that number of lands uh, oh, Lavinia? Lavinia. Lavinia. Yeah, Lavinia. So something like um, amount of mana per turn. If it's like turn four, the maximum mana spell you can cost is four. So that you if you ramped or mana rocked people... your way in, you would be equally locked out. 
But you also okay. have to get some extra value out of it, or else you wouldn't want to play it. Like nope, like Thalia is legal, but people don't play Thalia. Like, I mean, throw ETB draw a card on yeah. on it or something, and it'll be <laughs> fine. Like it's, it's easy enough. Yeah. <laughs> I liked Homer's card, so I thought that was great. Of course you you would <laughs> you, you would take destroy those. all forests I on a, I would like anywhere else or something. I would. I would. Yes. <laughs> There's got to be something that combats boil, right? And choke. So why not? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the problem with playing choke. Like this. Like it's why carpet of flowers is somehow acceptable, but choke is not. Right. Yeah. Like carpet it's the same thing, right? You are like metagaming against the deck, and you get some like crazy advantage. But somehow carpet is fine. But Carpet's choke fine. is like you're a big meaty face, right? Like yeah. I think both you're, are you're a putting problem. me behind instead of putting yourself ahead. Yeah. That's like the mentality. It was like. It really is, yeah. It's a psychology thing that we talked about in the beginning. Like, it just, you still feel like you're doing your thing, even though someone else is doing their thing way, way better. And you're kind of like, oh, I wish I was them. Like, maybe next game I will be them. But when you're the person who doesn't get to untap your lands, you don't, that could be, you don't get that feeling. (laughs) Well, I guess that's why, like, White moved away from Balance and Armageddon. They moved to Catch Up Ramp, which I think, I think it does have value. But they have to push it a little bit more. Like, I really like Archaeomancer's map, for example. I, I like the idea of Archaeomancer's map. I like the idea of, like, okay, if you're behind on lands, uh, you get this really powerful effect. If you're not behind on lands, though, you still get something. Archaeomancer's map puts two planes into your hand. So you get something at the very least. And if you're behind, boom, you get to ramp super hard. And I like that. Uh, hard so and- bad late. It doesn't More of the green so. problem. I think they just ban. I think so. The people always say there's two things that people bring as the answer for stacks, right? Like why stacks is good because you stop combos, and this is usually in the context of fair players, right? Like they probably don't have counter spells, and they're like, "What do I do? I'm not playing blue. How do I stop your combo?" So the answer is stacks, and then ramp. Right here you are ramping away. You have like 30 mana in turn five. I have like four mana because I play to land each turn. How do I stop you? And I think it's very hard to stop. I think you just got to ban out <laughs> the ramp, right? Like stop making more ramp. So adding white ramp doesn't help because now green and white are overpowered. Everyone else is falling behind and you need but to I mean, add Richard, the stats Richard, Richard, But they won't Richard. ban the, I knew I the liked green Richard. ramp because people Richard like green it. ramp. Like that's the but thing. People get excited so about green ramp. So don't keep printing new ramp. That's like step one. <laughs> they right? need to sell packs, Richard. <laughs> There's so much ramp. Does it, Come on. Does it even matter at this point? Like we have such a critical mass of ramp. Like even you if they never all. put another ramp spell, would it? Would it matter? Rampant growth. Ban it all. Like you can it's ramp one. Growth, but you can ramp one. one you one land. You can keep rampant growth, but none of this like five mana ramp five or four mana ramp two. Like none of this super advantageous thing, right? I mean, or. You just print Tomer's card and you keep it in circulation. You make more of them. I actually like my design. I'm gonna I also like your design. Mark Rosewater himself. I love that card. <laughs> Please make that happen. Commander Legends 420. I, I don't know. Whichever one. Just get get it in there. I think philosophically, though, I like people catching up more than I like stopping people in Commander, if that makes sense. Like, if there was a way to have people also ramp so they could keep pace with the green deck maybe that would be more fun overall for people playing commander than being like oh we're gonna hate on that and make you do less of what you want to do because you abuse it i play white all the time and i have the most lands on the battlefield with all my catch-up ramp 
because I abused yeah. the heck out of it such that it is not catch up anymore, right? Like there are ways to <laughs> maneuver around them. Like if it was like truly catch up, maybe, but Magic yeah. players are crafty. They can cheat their symmetrical effects into non-symmetrical effects. <laughs> they can cheat their catch up into, you know, catapult ahead, right? Into like Winter Orb is symmetrical. The great no right because you find a way around it and it's no longer symmetrical and you destroy the table right. So do we just not want any more stacks pieces then? Is that the is that no, the TLDR? We want more. We want more. Well, oh. Accepting Krim, accepting Krim. We know I, you want I, more Krim. More. I like my idea. I don't know. I, I so like Tomer, stacks, but it has Tomer, to be. Yeah, someone has to speak up other than me. But what do you think? Tober hates Narset. He hates Notion Thief. He hates... <laughs> yeah, but I also oh, discovered the other day... Agent, but you're suddenly pro, like... I'm telling tax. you, Tomer, Tomer just it. the other day when we did the troll episode, he's like half a day away, a bad day away from being a chaos player, right? You, you, you might want to check out the uh, the viewer submitted week, Krim. That's all I'm going to say. Great. I might, have, I, might have, I might have called out your name to witness me for a moment. <laughs> I fulfilled your legacy. <laughs> um, I I I think some stacks is, is kind of okay, but like it really depends on how the general public is going to uh, receive it. I don't think any amount of podcasts or content creators or anything is going to convince people being like, actually, these effects that you don't like are fun. I don't like you can have a, any sort of rational debate. You can you can map it out. If there was a like a statistical way you can show that these these effects are actually good and healthy for the format. Yada yada yada. You can give the best reasoning ever. If people don't like something, they don't like something, and it's just a feels based thing. So like, I would say I would say Prince stacks e effects that people mostly enjoy or at least tolerate. And don't print Staxi effects that people actively dislike. Like, I think that's basically all you can hope for. I like stacks. I do. I like stacks effects. I like I like the puzzle aspect, as, as Grim says, especially if I'm in the right mentality for it. But at, at the end of the day, this is a game for people to have fun. And if people don't have fun with these effects, I won't play them against them and hopefully there are stacks effects that wizards can come up with that will you know address the disparity between lane ramp and artifact ramp and stuff like that in a way that people aren't that upset about and i think there is a way to do it and i, I hope they keep trying at it but um uh it's difficult it's definitely difficult because you're just dealing with people's feelings and how do you who do you appeal to and uh how do you appeal to them it's going to be a tricky tightrope to to walk All right. Well, uh, we got to the one hour 30 mark, which is kind of like perfect. Uh, we covered most of the topics that we wanted to cover. Is there anything we want to say before we end this discussion? All right, we nailed it. <laughs> uh, like and subscribe if you like this podcast. Uh, support the channel by going to goldfishmerch.com and buying our beautiful, beautiful playmats, Staple to Richard's Ball. And until next time, friends, see ya.